0: Welcome to another edition of the Social Spotlight on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck. These are the interviews where I ask drivers or people in the NASCAR industry about their social media use. And this is the second edition. The first one was with Austin Dillon during Daytona Speedweeks. Up this week is Landon Castle, who is known as one of the best social media users, I think, of all the drivers. He is excellent with his communication with fans and interaction. So I wanted to ask Landon a little bit about that, his philosophy, and his favorite platform. So let's take a listen. Okay, so we are here on the social spotlight interview with Landon Castle, who probably is one of the most socially, I don't know, spotlighted drivers. Yeah, sure, that's Landon's suggested word. Landon, uh, first of all, in general, how would you describe your social media philosophy? Because you're very open, you're on most other platforms if not all of them what's your general thought on that
1: um well i mean i am I'm, I'm a child of the internet so um as we all are for the most part but i mean there's a lot of drivers that that in the series that don't really come from my generation i'm you know you're pretty typical millennial i think so um yeah i grew up doing schoolwork on the internet spending my time playing video games on the internet and, and um I feel like Internet culture is just part of my life, so
0: I kind of just live it out that way. It's just kind of an extension of me. What was the first social media that's still in existence that you were on? I assume you were probably on MySpace at one point, but like a Facebook, Twitter, what were you on first? Um, Zanga
1: was my first social media platform. (laughs) Uh, Can you remind me what that is? Zanga was um, was a blog site. And, uh, yeah, me and my friends had Zanga pages. I, um, uh, and we just would post daily content, I guess. <laughs> and, and I, it, it's pretty, like, it's all pretty similar. Everything, you know, it's just, everything's kind of moved from one to the other. Um, you know, back then you would just, you get home from school, log on to the internet on my computer at home, and, um, we had dial up internet for the longest time, and, um, and uh, yeah, I'd log on to my Zanga account and make a update about something that happened at school, and then like check it every couple hours to see if anybody liked it, or because you could actually like like it back then. Um, I don't I, can't, I don't even remember what it was called. I, um, but uh, but yeah, you could leave comments and things like that. So you could customize your page, and
0: it's kind of cool. So you're you're an early adopter. You're on Twitter. You're on Snapchat. Uh, Instagram I think but your Facebook you have somebody else do that or do you do that
1: Um, my Facebook is kind of a collaboration Uh, like I do um, the biggest thing I do on Facebook is Facebook live Um, and uh, and I scroll through my timeline a lot I see what people comment on pages Um, I just I don't use like a personal Facebook page so it's not in my like habit to be logging on to Facebook a lot, so. Um, but I love Facebook Live. I love that platform, so um, I do kind of go in spurts where I'll be on Facebook an awful lot if I'm posting live content. Uh, for Instagram, um, I, I don't feel like I'm the best photographer, and it's not like kind of in me to always stop and take pictures, so my Instagram content is kind of intermittent, but the one thing I really like about Instagram right now is Instagram Live. Um, it's the, the content disappears. So you literally are, you know, if you catch it live, there's no rewinding, you know, you don't get to see the beginning of the video. You're just watching it live as it happens. And then as once a person logs off the live feed, like that's it, it's gone. It just, you know, as the, as the host, you see how many people watch your video. Um, and then that's pretty much it. So I really like Instagram live because I feel like it's a cheap and easy way to like just see what's going on out there. And, um, yeah, Snapchat's cool. Twitter is kind of where I spend my, most of my time, uh, mainly because I think it in, it is uh, folded into my daily life. I spend probably 75% of my time on Twitter reading the news and reading other content, 25% of my time. Um, or even less than 25% of my time actually engaging.
0: So, going back to the live stuff for a minute, I, I've never actually used Instagram Live one reason is what you said—it disappears. So I'm either using Periscope, mostly Periscope, or Facebook Live. Why, why do you like the content that disappears or doesn't stay, as opposed to the Facebook Live, which s- sticks around on your page? Um,
1: I think for—I think it's kind of a—a a way for me to um, post unique, personal, native content. On Instagram but then not have to have that airing out for an extended period of time so you know I think that's that's one purpose that it serves that I like about it because I because even as authentic as Facebook live is um, it's still to some degree a little planned out Um, like for instance after the Daytona 500, I did a like a, a recap where I stopped at Love's Travel Stops and got fuel on the way home to da- from the Daytona 500, which was actually totally natural. Like, there was nothing staged about that. I mean, I needed gas in my truck. There was a Love's Travel Stops off the interstate. Like I was stopping there anyways, and I thought, man, I, I've been wanting to do kind of race recaps reca- and stuff like that um, and talk to my fans, so what better way to do it on Facebook? Um, so, I mean, in a lot of ways so that that was a very authentic post and it was a real thing that happened but it was also something that in the back of your mind i know that that content is going to stay on facebook or my intention is for it to stay on facebook and get more views and and for people to see it and and follow up with that recap we're on instagram like i can just pull my phone out walking out of the garage into the car and have literally no plan whatsoever and no idea what i'm going to do but just fire up instagram live and just see who's watching uh, and, and the other day I was on Instagram live and somebody that I hadn't talked to in five years that I went to high school with was like Hey Landon and it was like, oh my gosh Tyler, I haven't seen you in five years. How's it going, man? And then it just kind of sparked like a conversation It make you think of a story you tell somebody a quick story and Then you get to your car and you log off and it's gone and it's really just you know um, It's it's a really I feel like authentic experience between you and your viewers and and then I think it does serve a value to Instagram because um, a lot of people have notifications turned on on Instagram, and Instagram, you know, sends out a notification that says Landon Castle is live. And I think people, you know, and I'm not the one that's that's thinking this. Obviously, I think the platforms are thinking this. People can't help themselves; like they have to see what's going on. So um, I think it's a it's kind of like free advertisement to your page. It's a good way to drive people to your to your site.
0: Interesting. So um, Snapchat, I feel like you're one of the people that's best at it, but it doesn't sound like you love it like as much as you love Twitter. Um, have you, as your love affair with Snapchat, sort of cooled a little bit? And also, um, how many people do you follow on Snapchat? Um, I, I follow just a handful of people. Like I said, I haven't
1: – I don't – Snapchat isn't like my primary source of um, – Of news and I feel like I'm super interested in news and so Twitter is just a really good platform for that um, for me right now Um, but I do like watching people's snaps Um, I think that snapchat is really cool because they have a lot of uh, they have some pretty neat technology I think that none of the other platforms have Um, and I think the the facial recognition stuff um, and even like the object recognition stuff that is in their platform is, is going to r- probably take off they're, that's probably what they're going to be positioning themselves to really pop here in the next couple years. Um, especially since they've gone public, they're injected with a crap load of money. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at the people I follow. I follow NASCAR. I follow Lewis Hamilton. Um, a couple friends of mine. Um, I follow Jordan Anderson. He's a race car driver um uh, Gary V, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> um my sister Echo. Um uh, those are just the people that have stories right now. So, um and then I have a couple group messages with friends and and some friends that send me snaps on a daily basis. So, um I'll probably be going in and out of Snapchat um uh, you know over the course of the year for sure.
0: So, let's talk about Twitter since you use that the most. Um how how often are you checking? It? Is it is it like the first thing you you check in the morning? And do you ever worry that you're looking at it too much? Because you know we we hear about the the Twitter vacuum, I guess.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm probably definitely stuck in the Twitter vacuum. Um, it's definitely the first thing I check in the morning. Um, I don't watch a lot of TV uh, other than like Netflix. My wife and I have shows that we watch. So I I I just I get all of my news. I get all of my gossip i get pretty much a lot of my um social information from twitter and my twitter timeline so um like everything serious everything humorous i like i follow my favorite weatherman on twitter like you know it's just political all this stuff is pretty much twitter for me so um i'm definitely stuck in a twitter vacuum
0: if if you have people that Are giving you a hard time are you a blocker or do you mute people or do you just ignore them i don't block people
1: um actually if somebody's giving me a hard time i like take the time to try to win them over (laughs) um and honestly it works every time like i have won over fans that like was talking so much crap and and I would just like, you know, engage with them and they're just, they just want attention. They just, you know, now I, I could see, I, you know, I don't have, I don't get a lot of people hating on me on Twitter. So when I do get someone, it's like, oh, I'm going to see what's crawled up this guy's butt, <laughs> you know, and make him feel better here and, you know, just talk to him a little bit and it always works. But I mean, if you're like Dale Jr. Or brad keselowski or some really polarizing figure in the sport he probably gets hundreds of those a day and um i wouldn't be doing that (laughs) at that point but um you know i don't know i don't like blocking people i don't like silencing people i don't think that's i don't think that's cool but i do silence people i do mute people um and that's just if their timeline's annoying
0: so as people you follow you mute them
1: yeah, I definitely have people that I follow that I mute. And that's just because, like, I don't really want to unfollow them. Like, they're people – like, I have people that I'm friends with that, like, I just don't like their regular content. But if they tweet at me, I want to see a notification so I can engage in a conversation. So I just – I mute them. That's my solution. But blocking people, I'm not into that. I'm not into silencing people.
0: What What do you think the future of Twitter is? Because you hear a lot about how millennials – Um, don't even really like Twitter that much anymore and that most of them are just going straight to Snapchat or the younger people, at least teenagers and stuff. Um, you know, do do you think that people will continue to go on Twitter or is it, is it going to go the way of MySpace at some point?
1: Um, not really sure. I mean, you know, it's, people said the same thing about Facebook, but Facebook, you know, had the strength of a billion users. And I feel like Twitter's, um, you know, they've 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 kind of been up and down. And, and, you know, the one thing that's tough about Twitter is are are a
0: lot of the bots that are on there.
1: And, and
0: yeah, what's up with that? You get followed by bots and bots liking your stuff, things like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, there's just it's just weird. You don't know where it comes from. Um, I, I don't. You know, I don't really know. Like, I don't know if that's a problem with Twitter. I feel like Twitter did a good job with one of their recent algorithms. They um, kind of made an update where, like, verified accounts or accounts with you know, seemingly original content, are higher up in the replies lists um, of other verified accounts. So, um, you know, I think that co- you know, got rid of a lot of the like posting pretty much. You know. and and that happens seems to happen a lot on Twitter but even though that's that' still still happens an awful lot so I don't really know you know it's it, you know Twitter's a cool cool thing and you know until for me I, I think until I find a better place to get my news um, you know and to have a co- better place to get a constant stream of updates it's it's gonna be hard to find another platform I mean I've got almost six or seven years of time invested in this one platform um, for all the people that I follow.
0: Last thing I want to talk to you about is, unlike a lot of drivers, I think it's fair to say that you've built relationships and made friends with people through Twitter, fans of yours or people that you just thought had cool content, who are NASCAR fans in general. Why were you willing to do that and be open about that, and has the experience doing that Uh, been positive for you or have you had any negative experiences man I
1: mean why not I've just uh, I'm just a regular person and I I like to get to know people and I like to know um, I like to learn from people who have different points of view and and have different skills and so I've made a lot of friends online that are in all kinds of industries. Um, in a lot of ways, those, those networking, those networking moves and relationships that I've built have gotten me a lot of interesting media attention and, and, um, uh, you know, opportunities and, in in uh, platforms outside of just NASCAR racing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've built a lot of genuine friendships and I've learned a lot of cool things from people. And I think that's just natural for me. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't put myself on a pedestal or anything, yeah, I'm just I'm a NASCAR driver but kind of just like anybody else, I guess.
0: How many people that you've met through Twitter or fans like that would you say have your personal cell phone number? Um, probably quite a few. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean more than you could count on two hands, I think. That's interesting. So no problems with that. I mean, you haven't had any bad experiences.
1: No, not really. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't just give it out to anybody, but you know, what's uh how is it different having letting someone having your cell phone number than is like letting them in your direct messages? Like this notification comes through the same way. I mean, shoot with Snapchat, you can call someone, you know, you can, you can video call with someone. I mean, it's all this, it's kind of, you have the same capabilities. Um, you know, to me, it's, it's like all the same thing.
0: So there you have it. That is Landon Castle, driver of the, number 34 car this year no more 38 nice and I thought that was pretty interesting particularly how close he's gotten with some fans I've met some fans who have really become friends of Landon and I thought I thought that's interesting how how much a NASCAR driver has been willing to actually build real relationships with fans and not just you know sort of hide behind the screen or the autograph line or whatever but really interact with people and get to know them Um, very interesting guy Thanks for listening as always, and just want to give a few shout outs before we go to some of the patrons who have helped me get to the track to do these interviews. That includes Kim L., Kathy Wilson, Dylan Whitlock, Erica Isley, Jacob Mallard, and William Mashburn. Thank you all. And the next podcast will be from Las Vegas Motor Speedway. So we will talk to you then. See you next time.